You're listening to a Sin Media podcast. I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm going. It was all a blur. All that I know is that my name's Hickory Baines and I was in for the greatest surprise of my life. I'm a writer. I work for television, or more famously known for writing a very good TV show. Well, the critics say it's good. Not all of them, though. Some of them think that half of it is based on conspiracy theories. Others think it's full of subliminal messaging, but I don't know what they're talking about. Anyway, the TV show is about a celestial being who calls himself Professor Paradox. It's an adventure show. It's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. But there's one thing. I don't quite remember how it all happened. The idea just came to me one night, but I need to fix it. I need to figure out what happened. I must know how I came up with Professor Paradox. Hello? Professor? Lydia? Where did you go? Uh, I suppose they may be behind by a bit. Lucy, there you are! Are you okay? Uh, You'll never believe what happened. I'm sorry, who are you? Lucy, it's me, Yodelin. You need to leave now before I take serious action. Surely you know who I am. I have no idea who you are. Now get out of here. Now. Lucy, please, it's me. That's not my name. Or at least it isn't anymore. What? My name is Lucinda, and I have no idea how you came onto these premises, but you need to go. You have no authority to be here. I'm lost. I'm very lost. Well, that makes two of us. I was with the professor, and we went to the dimensional plane, and then I found myself back here. What? You know, Professor Paradox? Professor Paradox doesn't exist. I'm sorry? Mr. Creel, it's another one. And who might you be, young lady? Claiming she knows who Professor Paradox is. Merely a fan. Excuse me? Now stop the game. We all know here full too well that Professor Paradox is merely a fictitious character. What? And you're trying to break into Celestial Avenue, claiming you know him, whereas in fact this is just the real-life location that his famous curiosity shop is based on. Now if that answers your question, I suggest you go home before sundown. None of this is making sense. I know you, Lucy, and you know me. However... I don't know who you are. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Hector. Hector Creel. I run operations here at the Curiosity Shop. It's as if I woke up and it's all a dream. Look, though. I have your number in my phone. That's a phone? Yes, of course. What would make you say it's not? Well, phones are normally stuck in one place. I've got to go to the phone box on the corner of Burke Street normally. Wait, what? She's a conspirator. She's trying to sell us false goods. (laughs) I'm not a conspirator. Wait, you have phone boxes? You don't have mobiles? 
have you heard of the internet? The what? Oh my goodness. I've gone back. I've gone back in time. You're a time traveler. Merely rubbish science fiction. What year is this? It's old tomfoolery. She's pulling cotton wool over our eyes. Please leave now. Madam, what year is this? If it makes you any happier, it is 1968. Now get out. Now. dangerous to be out on your own at this time, madam. I can look after myself, thank you, and I'll have a gin and tonic, please. Yeah, if you say so. This is definitely the 60s. G'day. Hi. You seem like a strong-willed individual. Yeah, and I'm not looking for anyone at the moment, thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to come across in that sort of way. It's okay, sorry. It's just been a long day. Yeah, me too. Do you come here often? It's my first time, actually. This is a bit of a regular haunt of mine. It's not often we see a new face here. Ah, I see. Same people each day at the same time, that kind of thing? You could say so. What do you do? Oh, I'm a writer. Oh, really? I write for television. I've been doing it for the last five or so years, but I've only just really gained some stability. You know, you spend your, your first six or so months script editing, and that, that's all that you're allowed to do at that stage. So when you make an alias, weave your way in there, show that it was you, and then they trust you to do the right thing, or they fire you. That's what happened to David Agnew. Any particular shows I might know of? Have you heard of the adventures of Professor Paradox by any chance? Um, no. No, I haven't. 
It's prototypical science fiction. It's good fun to write for. I conceived the idea for it back in 1965 in a script meeting for drama. Suppose you don't know whether this Professor Paradox was based on a real person? I've, I've had many people ask that, but he's just merely an idea of mine. What's your name? His name is Hickory Baines. He's been working in Australian TV for the past two to three years, and this show was his handiwork. I see what you mean. So somehow this man has documented the events of the professor and extrapolated it into works of fiction. Not only that, but they're pummeling it with propaganda. The moral compass of the show is weirdly off-kilter. None of it makes much sense, but everybody loves it. Is there any possibility that this Baines character is a friend of the Professor? The Professor doesn't make friendships easy, nor would he dish out information like this. Let me tell you, when he hears about it, he's going to be very cross. Can I entrust you to follow this up with him? Of course. Thanks, Lucinda. I would do it myself, but business has called elsewhere. Are you going to that house in Fitzroy that you've been investigating? You can see right through me. Yes, I am. Then I'm coming with you. Don't fret, Lucinda. I'm not going alone. I have a friend. Oh, that friend of yours. I know exactly who you're talking about. You have little faith, Lucinda. I'll contact you in the morning. In the meantime, we need to find out how this... Hickory Baines is getting all this information. That's stupendous of you to suggest. But I'm afraid Professor Paradox isn't a real person. He's a work of fiction. I know he's real. I know him. Oh, I see. You're one of those fans. Well, it was nice meeting you, Yodelin, but I must get on. You haven't answered any of my questions. If you really want to know... I can show you my script sometime. You can see the process of how I created the character. But one thing for certain is that Professor Paradox is not real. Here you go. Why are you passing me a piece of paper? It's my address, if you ever need to find me. Sorry I'm late, dear. Work was long. If you say so. You promised you'd be at dinner on time. I tried to keep my promise, Violet. But things tend to slip. I'll start believing you when I see it in your actions. How was your day? It was good. Boring. Did nothing. Waited for you. Violet, I have something exciting for us. It better be exciting, because I'm tired of this. I'm tired of doing nothing and not feeling achieved. Then I have something for you. Is it an adventure? Better. It's a haunted house. Mm, you know how I love a good ghost story. Oh, this one trumps them all. Nobody leaves this house. Apparently there's someone living there, collecting ghosts, hoping to plant them in haunted buildings around the city. Like a ghost collector? Exactly. How about we skip dinner and head straight there? Let's at least eat. 
and famished. I promise you, it will be a time to remember. Must try and keep quiet. Oh, hello there. And what might you be doing out on your own on a night like this? Oh, damn it! I lost him. Lost who? Uh, it was nobody. Look, I'm in a bit of a rush at the moment and I need to be on my way. May I say what a fine young thing you are? Oh, I thank you. Not many people say that. Conrad Wickham, at your service. I'm Yodelin. Yodelin Smith. What a divine name. Let me indulge for just one moment. But I know a good place to grab a bite to eat not far from here. May you be so kind as to join me. I'm kind of needing to be somewhere. If you'd rather not, I completely understand. Oh, well, what harm would it do? Oh, I'm delighted. It's not far from Gee, what a depressing place. This is it, though. Somewhere in this house, somebody is hoarding ghosts. I bet if we find them, then surely we can see what's really going on. Don't you believe in ghosts? I don't know what to believe anymore. Come on. Hey there. What are you doing in my house? What? Your house. It doesn't seem like a nice place at all. Hey, that's totally my choice. Anyway, you better leave. I've got things to do. We're sorry for breaking in and making such an obscene entrance, but we do have some questions if you don't mind. As a matter of fact, I do mind. Now, get out of here. The ghosts. You're stealing ghosts. Why? Where? How do you know about that? Oh, believe me. I've been watching this place for a long time. You better leave now. If you stick around too long, the caretaker will get pretty mad. You don't want to see him on the wrong side of the bed. Who are you? Colin's the name. And my friends call me Crokey. What a peculiar name. Hey, I didn't choose it. Now you best clear off. I don't want you to get into trouble. Too late. That's it. I'm getting out of here. Hector! Don't leave without me! You're on your own. This is too much for me. Hector! Violet, help me. But we can retrieve his ghost. 
got him. Hector. He can't hear you. Wicker. Clear off. I have work to do. You already have 25 ghosts. Give it a break, and we'll get another tomorrow. Shoo! What was that? That, my friend, is the wicker. Is this how Hector exists now? He's just a ghost in a jar? I'm afraid so. I'm sorry, kid. It's okay. Actually, no, no, it's not okay. I... I really liked him. I hate to intrude and point out the obvious, but didn't he run away from you? You're right. Think about this. Is he only worried about his own skin? Maybe that's why he decided to leap for it. What do I do now? Hide away in here. I need to get to work. <laughs> Gee, that was a lucky job of yours, Grunky. Shut up, Max. I have a job to do. I just want to get it over with. That's what you're telling yourself, right? It's what I must do. Yet there's other things to be solved out there. You came here for the same reason those people came here tonight. What about your friends? What about that mystery you're trying to solve? You're right. But what about the Wicker? He is a fierce beast. He'll get me if I leave. I've been here a long time, Kuroki. Longer than you think. It's your time now to try and get out of here, okay? Make a run for it. You know, go back and figure out all the things you left behind. I'll hold the Wicker back. I... I have no one. You're my best friend, Max. You've been here for as long as I've known. I'm just a ghost, Kuroki. You can't be friends with people who aren't really here. Now is your time to get your senses back with the world. Alright, here it goes. What's happening? Let me out! Let me out! <laughs> you can't get out. How do you know? Well, I'm sorry this has taken me so long to say, but I wanted to break it to you lightly. Go on, impress me. Why? You know how you don't really remember coming here? How you just always are here without any real explanation? Oh, I know why. I saw the wicked kill you. What? You're a ghost croaky. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. TV show was a success. I don't want to brag too much about it, but it was good. People liked it. I never expected the press attention from it at all, nor the fan mail, but I got one letter. One letter that stood out from the rest. It was from a viewer named Maggie. There was nothing about her that was particularly out of the ordinary, but she felt important. Her words motivated me, even touched me to do more. I needed to write more and more, and that became my motivation. 
I would be in too much trouble if I told this to anyone else, but I gave her a lot of script insight. I told her the writing process of the stories. It was fun. And the one day I, I decided I should catch up with her. We made a time and place. We were going to call it a day. This is, um, nice of you, Conrad. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. It's my heart's desire to be abundantly hospitable to a lovely lady like yourself. Oh, I really don't need any more. Uh. Save that thought. You need more desserts. I will happily make you all the sweets you desire. Um, may I ask why? It makes me very happy, seeing you enjoy it all. You're too kind, but... I do have to tell you, I've recently gotten out of something, and I do need some time. I could say the same. Pardon? Where have you been? Uh, have you possibly mistaken me for someone else? How could you say that? You're Yodelin. My Yodelin. We were together, and then you disappeared without a trace. A whole year ago, and you said nothing. Why? Oh, Conrad, I'm sorry, I didn't realise. What? You didn't realise you'd been gone for twelve months? If you weren't interested, you could have just simply told me. Conrad, this may sound peculiar, but I need you to hear me out. I am... well, I think... I'm from an alternate reality. What? This version of time is completely different to what I know. I'm from a place where these things somewhat happened a little differently in the year 2020. Are you trying to pull my leg? No, no, no. I promise you, I'm telling the truth. This all sounds so bizarre and out there. How can I trust that you've been telling the truth? Because everything here is all news to me. I had no idea who you were an hour ago, but obviously you know me. A different version of me. You meant so much to me. To see you skyrocket in your career was a blessing. Working at the club downtown Melbourne. I worked in a club? Yes, because of your... Well, your form. Only gentlemen of a more acquired taste would appreciate you. So you were taken where you would work, eat, and eventually sleep. You mean I eventually... You weren't able to leave the club. Something happened. Something grew inside you. Your hunger became more fierce, and we decided that was the best place for you to go. Then one day, the club closed down, and you disappeared altogether. And I haven't seen you since. That doesn't seem like me at all. Oh, but your heart was so set on this place. You had to do it for your fans. But then you disappeared altogether. I thought you left me. Did you ever visit me? Every day. I made it my duty, my privilege, to look after you. And then it was just like any other day. I came and found everything had gone. The building had been ransacked. Nobody knows where you went. 
What happened? I... I don't know. I don't remember. It's like my memory was altered when I died. That doesn't matter. We need to get you out of here. But how? I can't leave. There is one way. And what's that? You have to show the wicker who's boss. I can't do that. See that staircase there? That leads down to that cellar? That's where the wicker keeps his fire burning. So long that that fire is kept under control, the wicker remains alive. Somebody is down there stoking it up. And I believe that they can maybe help you. How can I trust you? I've only known you as long as I've been in this house. As have I. And I can see it in your eyes. You were made for more than this. If you go down there, you may be able to get some leverage. Someone may be able to help you if you help them. What do you suppose we do then, Crokey? I think I've got no other choice. You wait here. I think I need to do this alone. I was wondering how long it would take you to get down here. Who are you? What are you doing here? More importantly, how and why did I have to die? Oh, so many questions. Please, just take it all one step at a time. My name is the Clockmaker. I have no ties to this place. I'm merely just biding time, but I have been watching you. I've observed your movements. Your point being? You're full of energy. You have an adrenaline that just keeps on kicking. And I require that. I require someone with a passionate drive like yours for a mission. I'm not interested in any mission. I just want to get out of here, change everything back to how it was, and have no more hassle. Oh, but you can't do that. You see, this house, the house that people keep coming to, it's stuck in limbo. These events that have happened exist elsewhere. In another time and place altogether where the outcome varies here and there. There's a path where the girl upstairs now is in your position. There's another where you watch Max die. There's another where that man Hector runs away. You're not telling me that alternate timelines exist. Oh, they very much do. And I go around from here to there, making sure that things occur in the right place and time. And if they don't, well, then I get a bit of creative license to change that slightly. But I can't always do it alone. That's why I need your help. 
How can I leave? I'm dead. I can't move from this house. Oh, but you can. With my power. What do you want me to do? You're going to go on a journey for me. And I'm sorry, it's going to be rather a longish one. But I have a message you need to give to somebody. What are you doing, Violet? You were listening all this time. I was coming down to see if he was okay. I should kill you now. But I think I've had a change of heart. This mission may require two people. One living, one dead. What makes you think I'm going to agree? Because if you do, then I may be able to bring your friend back to life. I need you to travel to a domain beyond this reality, across the dimensional plane into another reality. You will travel to a quadrant where you will meet a being of unbelievable power. They will be able to fulfill an impossible task. But I myself cannot go there. That's why I need somebody to do it. And I will make sure your payment is good. Well, do it. Are you sure? I don't want to be here anymore. What about the ghosts in this house? They will be free to go. And where do we go? To the land of the dead. Enter now before it closes. And if you need me, I'll be at your call. Do we go in? No time, Violet. Come on! I went to the cafe that Maggie and I promised to meet at. I waited. I waited minutes, was almost going to call it off. But I decided I should wait longer. Nothing happened. I don't know if it was something I said or something that happened to her. I called her that night when I got to a payphone to make sure if we got the right time and place. Then she told me something had come up and she couldn't make it. And that was the last I heard of Maggie. <sighs> this is it. This is the club. Definitely the 60s. Stay behind me. You! What are you doing here? Lucy! Who are you? The name's Lucinda. I'm here on professional business. What about you? I'm Conrad, and this is my wife from an alternate reality. My wife from this reality, who I think is not too dissimilar from Yodel in here, used to live in this nightclub, and we're trying to see if we can find out anything about her whereabouts. 
Don't play the fool with me. I know there's an absolute pack of lies. So if you're wise enough, I suggest you both clear off before you get yourself into trouble. Hide. Now. Who is it? I'm trying to figure that out. Mr. Baines, good evening. I'm glad you could make it. You do know how to choose an unsettling meeting place. It was the most convenient place available given the timing of events. It's late in the evening and I should be home. What do you want me for? Higari, I need to show you something. After all this time, everything that's happened, the success, the press... I can't control what the critics say. I'm just doing my job, you know? I know, Hickory. And you've made a sterling effort. But now you need the answer to everything. The answer to all the conspiracies, the theories. I have the thing that will reveal all. You just need to come with me. Should we follow them? That man who's gone in there is someone I've been following for a considerable amount of time. He was responsible for creating a TV show about a friend of mine, and frankly, I think my friend is none too pleased. Oh, bloody hell. What a mess. What happened? That's what I want to know. Looks like the ideal mad scientist laboratory. Look! There's that man! Oh no. If I remove any of the electrodes, it could kill him. There's nothing we can do. I can't make it stop. I want it to stop. Please, make it stop. Help me, help me! It hurts! Stop it! Where do the wives go? Now that is a familiar voice I haven't heard in a long time. My love, is that really you? Conrad, it's been so long. Why don't you step closer so you can see me better? Oh, oh goodness. You've probably been wondering where I've been all this time. Well, I haven't gone anywhere. I've been underneath you all along. The nightclub I lived in was far too small to contain me in my crime. Now I live here without combine. It can't be. It isn't. That is what we're used to. Yes, that is Yodelin. What happened to you? You always knew what my greatest desire was, comrade. I wanted the taste of sweetness to indulge to my absolute maximum. The fudge that I was given all that time ago was too good to resist. So the nightclub gave me more and more and more. And now I can have as much as I could ever want. I'm... I'm really glad that's not what happened to me. Who's responsible for this? I am responsible. 
but who's been looking after you? That would be indeed. Who are you? My name is Buxton. I have been growing this confection for your wife to keep her nurtured, to look after her for one purpose. And what might that be? Oh, she has amazing potential. So amazing, in fact, that I've been using her as a vessel of formidable power. The sustenance that he provides stirs something within neurologically. It gives me an awesome power that no natural human would be able to withstand. My physical awareness in the universe expends all you petty people. I can connect on a metaphysical plane of thinking, thanks to the nutrients I get. I can connect with a neuron net that feeds me information, but the information becomes physical and is carried in my appearance. If you're carrying information, what are you trying to do? My master wants this city, this world, to conform to one way of thinking, one path of knowledge, and everything turns to what people love. You stupid people are so easily consumed by television. You will believe what you see on there, so long as it's realistic. So why not fashion this way of thinking into a TV show? I see where this is going. All the information is spoon-fed from me into that man's head. The idea he gets for his little science fiction show all from me. And my connection to the neuron net. And pretty soon everybody will be brainwashed. So you're responsible for turning the professor into a TV show? It's the best thing I've ever written. It's the best thing we've ever written. You, my boy, are telling fact into fiction. Nobody will ever realize. Who would ever believe that there's a celestial being? that can hold from one dimension to the other. I believe. I believe. I believe. You're bluffing. And who else would be able to translate the idea from back to fiction so seamlessly, so eloquently, to the point that nobody would be able to distinguish the two? That's why I required the girl. Not only was I able to make use of my confectionery skills, but I could use her brain to conjure everything and to brainwash this human. She mothers the man without him realizing. His mind is liquidated by the information overload, and that's all he can think. She's the speckled hen, and he is the egg who refuses to crack. Once we've convinced everybody that this Professor Paradox is but a story, nobody will hear him scream when he meets the hackman's noose. I'm friends with him in another time, another place. I'm merely a visitor to this place. Nobody knows me. Nobody knows me. That monster is what I would have become if I was here. But I know you, Buxton. I resisted. And then I took hold of my life. But why are you doing this? For what gain are you going to get? It is the wear and testament 
my master. And who might your master be? The clockmaker. I obey the clockmaker. I know that name. The professor knows about him too. They're both celestial beings. I know the professor of old too. He wouldn't stand for any of this. You know him too? He's fierce. He's as crazy as they come. But you better not get in his way because when he finds out what you've been doing to these people and this poor man, you're going to be in serious trouble. Can someone bring me up to speed? There's a man out there called Professor Paradox. He's not a TV show. He's very real and he's going to bring you down. I must do this though. Why? Why must you be a slave to the machine? I need to. I need to do it for her. What are you talking about? My friend, the person I write to, my first proper fan. Her name is Maggie. I need to know if she will like my story or not. You can't do this just to please a woman. You really believed all of that? You think that someone would be so insistent on being so invested in your work? Do you really want to know what that is? I exist in this greater, deeper plane of thinking. I've been getting inside your head, Hickory. Those letters never existed. That was your conscience playing tricks on you. Maggie is quite literally your imaginary friend. The voice in your head that reassures you that your ideas are worth writing. No, no, it it can't be true. Oh, but I'm afraid it is. You won't do this to me. What happened to him? The shock must have been too much for the poor man. I don't know who you are. But you don't sound like my wife. I still am your Yodelin, Conrad. If that's what you want. I want you to be you again. The creature is dead. What have we done? Where? Where am I? What's going on? Oh, what's happened to me? She's just woken up. The connection between her and Hickory must have kept her brainwashed, but now she's free. You've lost, Buxton. This is it for you. It might be over for me, but this is just the beginning for you. The clockmaker is still out there, and he is coming to get you. He's gone. Who is that? Oh my, this appears to be quite a mess. Lucinda, what are you doing here? We must go quickly. Who are you? Oh, allow me to introduce myself, dear. My name is Professor Paradox, and I'm afraid we're in a lot of trouble. Quickly, take my hand. Conrad, what's going on? Are you okay? What's happened to me? 
At least nobody can disturb us now. Nobody will ever know what happened to us. <laughs>